Do you believe in your business and want it to grow quicker? Make more sales, scale the business? <laughs> yeah, me too. I just love helping women in business and I want your business to be the best it can possibly be. You can expect truthful accounts of the highs and lows of business, struggles, traumas, epic highlights and priceless moments. I'll be sharing how this busy mum scaled a business from a local class in a village hall to 60 franchisees internationally. So let's get started. I'm Charlie Day and you're listening to the Entrepreneurs Growth Club podcast. Before we start, I have to tell you about Hayley Merrick, Hormone Health Coach. She is the womb-wise woman, weaving two decades of clinical and natural health expertise to transform you from hormonal mess to hormone happiness, empowering you to release overwhelm, manage stress, and balance your hormones in a way that nourishes your mind, body, and soul. Providing 12-week coaching packages and online membership, visit loveyourcycles.co.uk for more details and to book your free trial session. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Entrepreneurs Growth Club. I'm here with Lauren Prentice from The Business Box and I'm so excited because... Lauren, you are the second person that I've ever interviewed where you've actually been here. In real life. In real like life. I actually exists. <laughs> She's in my hotel room and I could touch her. I won't because that's weird, but I could. She's that close to me. <laughs> Tell everybody uh, what it is you do. Um, so my name is Lauren. I run um, several businesses and one of those is the Business Box and that is a subscription box for female business owners. Um, to help them to grow their business and look after themselves. And just just for context, because I think it's fun and people care. Um, my listeners care. Tell people about your other businesses as well, because I think it's so okay, interesting. Yeah. Cool. So um, I have a children's cookery business. We go into schools and run um, like after school clubs. I also have a children's bake box, which runs off the back of that one, um, which was definitely a lockdown pivot. Um, I have a theatre business where we sell um, theatre tickets for half of the box office price or around about half the box office price and I have a Christmas elf business where I send elves into schools at Christmas time oh and I coach other people in how to start their own subscription box. Just a couple of things. Yeah. Just a few things yeah. to keep you busy there. Yeah, exactly. No, no biggie. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the, this is probably why we get on because like every single business, um, I'm there for it. Like theatre tickets, yes please. Nutritional ninjas and the bake box. I've got a four year old, so that's perfect. The business box I love because it's stationary, all business, like it's a female entrepreneur's dream through the post on a monthly basis. And you teach people how to do that as well. Yeah, exactly that. Yeah, because subscription boxes are such a growing market and there are loads and loads of people who have an idea for a subscription box. And I think most people, if you say to them, talk to them long enough about subscription boxes, they'll go, do you know what? I really wish there was a box for, or I want to start a box for. Everyone has a subscription box inside them. And I think that that is really, really, really key because the industry is just growing and growing and growing and growing. I think it's like anything as well. So we were just talking about podcasting and starting a podcast and it seems like a huge mountain to climb, doesn't it? And you're mm -hmm. like, oh my gosh, that massively overwhelms me. I'm just not going to do anything. Yeah. And that's what I think about a subscription box as well. So 
like you're like oh yeah start a subscription box as though it's that easy and I'm like oh my gosh that sounds like really hard so what would you say to people who are looking to start a subscription box where do you start like break that process down yeah so I think the biggest thing is that you need to kind of validate your concept you need to make sure that the people you're selling it to your your ideal client actually want that box and that it solves a problem for them so there's no point in putting out a box for I don't know cat owners that just provides a load of cat toys when actually your cat is more interested in the box it came in like there's no point in that you want to solve a problem so maybe if it was if we could take the analogy of cats maybe it's like cat food or cat litter or something like that that people actually have to go out and source whereas cat toys you know the same with kids they just want to play with the box (laughs) that's so true um if you've got a cat I have got a cat. <laughs> That's why the cat thing came to mind. I was like, hmm, I don't have a, I don't have any animals. But I, <laughs> random fact of this podcast, I don't have any animals. But I do subscribe to a lot of different things. And I think I always say to people, it's easy to create sales when you're solving a problem. And the yeah. bigger problem you're solving the easier it is to create sales. So if you can solve a problem that's keeping people awake at night, then you're gonna make loads of sales around that. But it's interesting that you're talking about cat litter and cat food, because I think of a subscription box as like a treat through the post. Mm. But actually there's so many things that I even subscribe to that I don't think of as a subscription because it's toilet roll or, you know, things that don't excite me. A lot of people say that. And like you think about say HelloFresh, that's a subscription box, but because it's food and it's practical and it's like solving that big problem of having to go out and do the shopping and meal plan and things. You don't really think of it as a subscription box, but that is exactly what, exactly what it is. Um, so how do you find the time to do all of these things that you do? What, what's um, your secret? People ask me this all the time and I genuinely don't really know. I think A, I'm very like, I can't focus on one thing anyway. So that helps. Um, B, I have a team that helps with things as well. And C, I think it's just about managing your time and knowing like that when you're working between the hours of, you know, like nine and five or whatever it is, that actually you're really focused on that and you're no matter what it is you're working on, that it's got your time and you're not getting distracted by going like, oh, well, I'll just go to the gym or I'll just do this or I'll just do that. Um, and just being quite disciplined, I suppose, more than anything. When you're there, you're there. Yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. Like when you're sat down at your desk, that's what you're doing. And even if you're kind of having one of those days, which I have quite often where I'm like, oh, I can't get anything done, that you're doing something, whatever that might be, that will take you further towards your goals so that it's like pushing you forwards and not staying in like a stagnant position. I think it's really interesting as well that you talk about outsourcing because people say it to me as well, like, Charlie, how do you do all the things? And I think it's really important that we're really clear about that and the fact that actually you couldn't run as many businesses as you do successfully without outsourcing and handing some of that stuff over. Exactly. There's absolutely no no way. And I think one of the things that's really, really key is the stuff that you're not good at, they're the bits that you should outsource first. Because there's no point in spending like for me, I'm really, really bad at the tech. So I could spend like four days trying to upload a product to our um, Subly site, which is a site we use to host our subscription boxes, I could spend like four days trying to do that. 
or I could pay someone for an hour's work who will do it in an hour and it will be done and I won't have broken the whole website. So <laughs> with that in mind, it's just so key that you outsource the things that A, either you're not good at or you just really, really don't enjoy. Because if you don't enjoy them, you're gonna put them off and put them off and put them off and put them off. How many subscribers do you have to your own, um, the business box? Yeah, so to the business box, we're at about 500 subscribers. And then the children's bake, bake box, we're about 600 or so. So we're over a thousand combined. Wow. And so what I'm thinking now, which is giving me heart palpitations, is how the heck do you pack that many boxes? Um, so we have been on a journey with packing. So we started packing in my house, just me and my assistant. And then obviously it grew and then the, the weather got a bit better. So we moved out to the garden and we started packing in the garden. And we've now had to move into a unit. But I have also created two jobs and hired two people to help with the packing and things because that's just not a good use of my time. My time's better off not packing boxes. Plus it's very, very, very hard work. Um, but yeah, we have people who, who come in and pack the boxes now, which is perfect because it means that we get it all done and dusted, all sorted, and they're ready to go out to our subscribers on time. Um, so yeah, it works much, much better when I'm not having to do them. <laughs> and so that growth has been quite fast. Yeah, yeah. So we've only been running um, around about 12 months. So just over 12 months now. We, we launched in September 2020. So I'm like genuinely quite interested about the subscription model. Because in my head, I'm thinking I'm going to have to have the stuff to put in the box. I'm gonna to have to pack the box, and obviously I would outsource that because I can't be packing boxes unless there was just like a few. Yeah. Um, is like it? Are the profit margins there to make this a worthwhile business to yeah. do? Yeah, absolutely. So the things to remember are that first of all, it's a recurring revenue stream, so you're not chasing that sale every month. It's not like yes. if you're working on a one-to-one -one basis or you've got you know, different clients and things, you're literally working um, to gain that client the once or that subscriber the once, and then they'll automatically um, renew every month. So their payment will renew every month, obviously, unless they cancel, which is great. But also, um, with subscription box, you want to aim for about a 50% profit margin. If you can get it for more than that, then absolutely amazing. Go for it. Yeah, <laughs> brilliant. Um, but generally, I advise my clients that 50% is what you're aiming for. Um, but I think it's important to say that like, when you first start, it might not be as easy to get to that 50%. It might be more like 30 or 40%. And that's absolutely fine because ultimately, you are... Um, gonna be able to grow your business and also get better deals on the items you put in your box as your business grows. So for example, if I go to wholesale um, people now and I say, because I'm buying for our December box and I say, right, I need 900 items uh, of exactly the same item, what's the price on those? And they give me the normal wholesale price, which might be like, you know, for argument's sake, five pound an item. Then I say, yeah, but I want 900 of them they're usually gonna do a better deal because they want a, a large volume sale. And ultimately that's that's key for them and key for you. So once you've got larger volumes of subscribers, you can get a much, much, much better deal wholesale. Amazing. So the more 
the more subscribers you get, the more money you make, obviously. Yeah, but in yeah. more ways than one. Exactly that, yeah. So obviously you're getting your profit margin because you've got more subscribers, but also you should be able to increase your, or, or sorry, decrease your costs to get those down as well. You've sold it to me. Done. <laughs> <laughs> Deal. <Come on. laughs> um, have you got a favourite business? You've run all these businesses. Is oh, one a favourite or? It depends on which one's stressing me the least. It would change daily. <laughs> like some days I'd be like, oh, I love the theatre stuff because I get to go and see shows for free and stuff. And other days I'd be like, oh, theatre. <laughs> um, but I really, really, really love the coaching I do. I really like seeing other people's boxes come to life. It lets me be really creative. It, get, it lets me get to see different people have different ideas, sort of start from a real seed of an idea and really grow and flourish. So I think that ultimately is probably my favourite um, because I get a lot of kind of gratification from that, seeing people's sort of really you know, basic ideas to start with really grow and flourish into something really tangible that's making them lots of money. So that's really rewarding. Um, And I guess if there's somebody listening to this podcast and thinking, like, I have just got a basic idea. Like, I have literally just got an idea. Yeah. I have no other knowledge of what to do. Your course is going to take them through that whole... Yeah. Yeah, so we go from concept, from validating that concept, making sure it's actually something people want, which is really, really key. And, you know, I I can't pretend that I didn't have people in my last round of my course that changed their idea completely on the basis of validating that initial concept when they realised that actually, although it was a great idea, it wasn't something people wanted. And then they flipped it and changed it and have had really successful boxes from that. Um and then we go through sort of the pre-launch, the launch, um, adding customer value, because ultimately if you can make your customers val- more valuable to you and you've already got them, that's ultimately absolutely key. Um, through to reducing churn um, and just growing more than anything. So it's a kind of a one-stop, sh- one-stop shop. Amazing. And I feel like, I'm, I'm going to say gifting um, because that's what I'm thinking the business box is yeah, yeah. like. That. I think that we've seen such a huge shift and I think it's because small business owners are becoming more and more bought from and, and like obviously I buy from loads of small businesses yeah. so that's my experience anyway. But getting something through the post these days is more of an experience than it has ever been. And I love it. Like the business box, if you haven't subscribed, you definitely should. But (laughs) it's got like branding on the outside of of the box and then you open it and it's pink tissue paper and it's, it's beautifully presented. How important do you think that is in a subscription box? Yeah, I think it's really important because the whole experience of receiving it is part of what people sign up for. They're not just signing up for the stuff. They're signing up for the the excitement and the joy of receiving that box each month. And it's, you know, specifically if they're signing up for themselves, it's that excitement and that treat for yourself. And it's so key. And also, I mean, you have to think about the fact that we all get Amazon parcels. Like, I probably get three or four Amazon parcels a week. And, like, none of them bring me joy. (laughs) because they're just a brown box usually an enormous brown box for like one tiny thing and it's a pain to get rid of all the packaging and like I think 
we're so desensitized to receiving things in that way that when you receive something that's really nice, really nicely presented, that's just a really, really positive experience and something you can kind of sit down with and take the time to enjoy, then you're onto an absolute winner, really. I feel like sometimes when things come through the post that aren't bills or Amazon parcels or that sort of thing, it's like a physical reaction. Yeah. It might even be like a, oh, yeah. <laughs> type so, thing. Yeah. And that's 100%. what you want to create, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, exactly that. And like, there's so many times when I've received Amazon parcels and just left them sat on the stairs for like three or four days. And then I've been like, I should probably check what I've ordered. Yeah. And <laughs> even if it's something quite exciting in there, yeah. it's yeah. not presented in the same way. And I love companies. I love, love, love companies who go above and beyond in any, in anything, you know, it's just, I think it's so important. And that's what I always encourage small business owners to think about. Like, what can you do that other people aren't doing? Yeah. And yeah, I, I love the business box. And um, yeah, I'm really excited. So tell everybody about your challenge and how they can get in, involved. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I am running a challenge from the 25th of October and um, it's called Subscription Boxes Unboxed. So it's all about your subscription box. Even if you just think, I'd like to start a subscription box, but I don't even have an idea. It's all about that subscription box. What, um, what the sort of journey to get that out there is. So different challenges each day. So we're gonna have things like validating your concept and working out exactly who your ideal client is and what their pain points are. Um, working with influencers, setting goals. So all these different things that are really, really, really gonna help you to get that subscription box started and get it out there into the world more than anything. Cause that's the most important thing. And with Christmas coming up as well, there's kind of no better time. You talked about working with influencers. Is that one of your strategies in terms of growing your own subscription boxes? Yeah, so we've worked with um, influencers many, many times. Um, and it's always really, really helpful because A, we get um, the content that we can then repurpose and use ourselves. Um, but B, we also have the um, opportunity just to spread brand awareness and get the box out there in front of our ideal, our ideal clients. Do you give them like a code or anything or is it literally just you want them to be seen with your box? Usually we just um, get them to be seen with our box. Um, they could sign up as an affiliate if they wanted to, but it's not something we've really pushed with influencers. Usually we just focus on the fact that you know they can be seen with the box um, and enjoying the box more than anything. Like an honest review is what we want. We don't want anyone to turn around and say, oh my God, this box is amazing, blah, 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 if they didn't genuinely feel that way. Um, so we just always ask for a really honest review. So I think I sometimes hear people say, oh, I've sent a couple of things off to influencers and it didn't work for me. What, what do you think about that? Is it more of a long game or what's your strategy with it? I think if it didn't work for them, um, it may be that their audience of that influencer is not the right audience. So for example, if you're sending out I don't know, a box for dogs to someone that's only got fish, it's completely pointless. Or if you're sending out a box for, I don't know, weight loss, for example, to people whose audience is mainly <laughs> made up of, I don't know, people who really just aren't that audience. You have to really look and make sure you've got the same audience. like. The best uh, analogy I can give you is you wouldn't send a, a product for a cat 
to Mrs. Hinch because A, she doesn't have a cat, B, she doesn't have any interest in cats as far as I'm aware. Um, but also, if you were going to target Mrs. Hinch, really you want to be sending her something to do with cleaning or her two boys, something like that. So you've got to really know that influencer's audience and know that the what you're sending them is A, really relevant to them, but B, that it's relevant to their audience because they're the ones you're advertising to ultimately. I feel like what I have taken away from this podcast is that Lauren likes cats. It's a, it's a true fact. <laughs> it is a true Everything fact. Everything comes back to cats. She's this is like... a really good analogy as For a cat example. versus dog. <laughs> How many cats have you got? Just the one. Just the one Just cat. Just the one, yeah. <laughs> Not quite a crazy cat lady yet, but it will happen in time. I'm wondering if there's a subscription box in the future for cats because there's very much a subliminal uh, cat idea in the back of your head. <laughs> I would start a cat box, but also I'm, I'm too on the cusp of being a crazy cat lady to do that. <laughs> I think at the point where you launch a cat subscription box, you would fall into that category. Exactly, and I'm not ready for it yet. <laughs> I'm not ready for that commitment. <laughs> so there's future businesses out there. I struggle as well to not like launch a new business every week. I have so yeah. many ideas. So yesterday, we are currently on a retreat in Croatia, and yesterday um, we went to a go-karting, I don't know what you would call it, a go-karting car park (laughs) well yes that was the genius thing about it there's nothing like that in the uk they had turned a section of the car park of a shopping mall into a go-karting arena yeah and i was just like oh my gosh we should do this in the uk this would be amazing yeah and me and lauren had quite similar starts to our careers we were both party entertainers weren't we we? yes and so over dinner we were like we should do another party business yeah how do you rein yourself in from not opening a new a new party business a new business (laughs) every week um I have to be honest it's quite difficult and it's difficult for me too yeah I mean I don't really have an answer to that because really and truly I'm not very good at that um I think you have to focus on a is this gonna still be an exciting idea in three years time and b is this something that's actually going to make money and make enough money that it's worthwhile sacrificing time on my other businesses which are making money if that makes sense totally yeah you get shiny object syndrome don't you yeah and then you're like oh I'm gonna focus all my time on this brand new thing that isn't turning me over any money yet and forget about those ones that you've successfully built exactly exactly and I think if it's an idea and you think right I could start this and it's not going to take up much of my energy and my time like for example the business box I really only spend about Oh, probably only spend about three or four hours on the business box each week. So it's really, really not taking up too much of my time in the slightest. It's very much a um, recurring revenue stream and kind of runs itself and we've got systems and things in place. Whereas if I was to go and start Charlie's go-kart, <laughs> probably going to take me a lot more time to, you know, as I'm going to have to go around all the car parks and find one that's got some space and things like that. Whereas with kind of with the subscription box side of things I know that it's a sustainable business that I can fit within my other businesses and my and into my time time frame amazing I end my podcasts with the same three questions are you ready yes um the first one is a book that you would recommend so my favorite book is called oversubscribed by Daniel Priestley and it's about um kind of building an audience and getting your audience really um really thriving and popular 
um, and using your audience to leverage things. So, you know, things like subscription boxes and memberships and things like that. And it's really, really relevant to lots and lots of different um, businesses. And it's actually a book I go back to every time I'm launching something, I will reread the same book. Um, and yeah, I just get lots and lots of value from it. It's a great book. Amazing. I've never had anyone on the podcast recommend that book before. Fantastic. <laughs> and what about somebody who inspires you? So somebody who inspires me, so there's lots of people that inspire me, but within the kind of subscription box world, um, the guys that have launched Buster Box, they're three Irish guys, um, Liam Brennan, Gary Reynolds, um, and the third one I've not actually met, so I can't remember his name, but they've got an incredible, incredible subscription box business. They've got around 10,000 subscribers. Wow. They've grown it, um, and it's a box for dogs. So it's something that I think people would go, oh, no one would buy a box for their dog. And actually, they've completely and utterly proved that wrong. Um, and they've got, you know, 10,000 subscribers is not to be sniffed at. And they've built a really great, sustainable um, seven-figure business or multi-seven-figure business. So, yeah, I'd say they're very, very inspiring and someone that I, like a business that I would look up to. I feel like we need to go back to the cat box at this point. Maybe, we need to go back, yeah, maybe, maybe that's, this is my calling. <laughs> I think it might be. And finally, what is a piece of advice that you would give to a fellow entrepreneur? Yeah, so to me, for the, the biggest advice I can give to someone is just do it. Don't fanny about thinking about things for too long. Just get on and do it. If you're going to start something, don't talk about it and do tons and tons and tons of planning. Get out there and get your idea out there. Start doing the things you need to do to get it done. Um, so yeah, just do it, basically. I absolutely love that. Don't <laughs> fanny around, just do it. Yeah, yeah. Brilliant advice. <laughs> <laughs> Tell everybody where they can find you, where they can follow you, where they can come join your challenge i'll put everything in the show notes but tell them where to find you yeah so um you can find me all sorts of places so on instagram i am at the business box uk um i have a facebook group which is a free group for subscription box training and that is aptly named so you want to start a subscription box and then i'm i'm always open to questions so just search me on facebook and drop me a message i'm more than happy to to chat um but charlie has the challenge link the challenge starts on the 25th of october and it is um called subscription boxes unboxed and i'm sure charlie will share the link and i'm going to be in there myself doing the challenge fabulous and, and I starting that cat box yeah I, I will be the only person with no interest in cats, but I want <laughs> I want 10,000 subscribers, so I'm going to do can. it anyway. <laughs> Thank you so much, Lauren. Thank you for having me. Do you feel confused about marketing? Are you fed up of feeling invisible and getting little or no interaction on your social posts? If you want to get better at marketing your business, come and join my free Facebook group, You Can Do Marketing. It's a friendly community where I share tons of easy to follow and action marketing tips to help you grow an audience who want to buy from you. So who am I? I'm Claire Black, mum of two, and I help women who love the business they're in, but feel like they're wasting too much time on marketing and just not getting anywhere. I teach you step-by-step step the marketing skills that you need to go from feeling confused about marketing to confident and crushing it. So what are you waiting for? It's time to let the business you love flourish. Join my Facebook group, You Can Do Marketing. See you in there.